Welcome to From the Outside Looking In with your hosts Patrick Bannis and Andy Leoskos. Come on in. All right, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back once again to From the Outside Looking In, the show where we talk about the lunar eclipse. The lunar eclipse, it happens once every 75 days. And on the 75th day, the moon completely disappears. And what's left? We all know vampiric rabbits. That's what happens on the lunar eclipse. And that's what we talk about here at the <laughs> From the Outside Looking In, a place where we know the controversy, the secret society, the Illuminati, if you will, that is covering up vampiric rabbits. Now I'm just fucking with you. Wow, look at my waveform there. Fucking went loud. Uh, no, this is from the outside looking in. The show about everything. The show about nothing. The show about Pat and I talking about comics, movies, sports. You know the deal. We like shit, and then we talk about that shit, and sometimes we argue about that shit. But either way, it's always a good time. I am Andy Liaskas. With me, as always, the J to my silent Bob, Mr. Oh, Patrick Banus. It's like the, the, the one thing that comes uh, with the lunar eclipse, as Houdini would say, are the freaks. Yeah. They come out yeah. at night. Yeah. I, I thought that was a corn song. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> no. Houdini, no, no, no. It's a Houdini quote. Houdini quote. And I mean, and possibly a corn song. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's not a corn song because I couldn't. Isn't Freak on a Leash? That's a corn song. That's Freak on a Leash. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I knew yeah. Freak was in there. Some. I. I knew. I'm down. I'm hip. Is I, I'm. I'm with is, the music of 2002. Yeah, you are. <laughs> is the is the Freaks come out at night the best Houdini song? It's tough to say. That's a good good question. Because you were talking about the actual rapper Houdini when I thought this was actually something that Houdini, the escapist, had said. I, I thought we were going, Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. Would that be amazing if that was one oh of the, his quotes? Like, wouldn't that be awesome? And then Houdini made a song about it? They're right, yeah, like, uh yeah. Uh, talk about art imitating life or life imitating Remember art. Remember that time that Houdini escaped that cage and then said the freaks come out at night? <laughs> I'm a we should rap about it. We should rap about it, my friends. I am an idiot, and that is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, now please watch as I escape. There's no... no keys in my wrist here and just remember the freaks come out at night at night at night at night <laughs> yeah buddy yeah yeah let's fucking go so pat how you doing bud uh not too bad i'm uh i got my uh i got my uh my booster shot today boosty. or as the as the as the brits would call it the bushishire shosh oh yeah 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 very nice very nice yeah i got that today so a little, a little sore a little, a little sore Weather was really nice, so I figured I would take a walk around the neighborhood, and um, apparently, literally every uh, opening is available to get a shot. So I just scheduled one to go in this afternoon, and willy nilly get the get the old boost and uh, get that uh, yeah. that get that extra five G. Yeah, yeah, you know I mean, 
I was really hoping I would get better phone reception or something, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm kind yeah, of disappointed. I know. Like, none of the chips inside my brain have really done anything, um, yeah. which is disappointing, to say the least. Yeah, and nothing is nothing is like come off the wall and magnetized to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like I had I had dinner with a fork and it didn't like stick to me or anything. I'm I so disappointed. I was really hoping to have like a whole powder thing at this point. Yeah, you know I mean, remember the Ooh. movie Powder? Remember the movie Powder about the uh, the pale albino, uh, albino kid that like could move shit with his mind? Nope. Yeah, no, that's totally a thing. I didn't make that up. It's uh, all right. It's a movie from the '90s. It's called Powder. And uh, is it one of your favorite albino kid movies? Uh, the kid's in high school, so probably, I mean, you know, in, in the long historic line of, of albino character-driven movies, uh, I'd say it's up there. It's in it's in the top okay. five for sure. Totally reasonable. It's in, it's in the top five. I couldn't, <laughs> totally name, in the top I five. couldn't name another one, but you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, still it's pretty good. We could do a whole show on albino kid movies. Come on. Come on. Finding Neverland. We can do it. See? Yeah. See? See? Look we at, can do look it. What I did there. His kids. Like what you did. Yeah. Yeah. It's gross. Look what you it did. Super gross. Oh. Super gross. So, uh, Pat, other, <laughs> other than albinos with kids, what's going uh, on in the world today, bud? Uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, that happened. What's going on? Yeah, that happened. That happened? Yeah. Uh, props to the LA Rams for. Pulling it out, yeah. winning the big one. But most importantly, the most important thing about the Super Bowl are always the commercials. The commercials. I don't know if you had a favorite commercial. No, I did um, not. But my favorite commercial was the one I did not see. And I sent you the YouTube video of it before it was even on the TV. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to see it organically, and then it never happened, and then I felt real bad, and I was like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, you could have watched it three this hours beforehand, and then you're like, yeah. nah, brah. Nah, brah, I want to see it organically. I want to be freaked out in front of other people and just be like, just giddy with joy. Yep, and then, but, uh, yet that didn't happen. Speaking of speaking of the Illuminati. Speaking um, of the Illuminati. So pissed. And rumors. So pissed. <laughs> I was literally, and, I, I was texting Sweet Lou with, well, like as this was going on, because he had like sent me the clip, and I was like, God damn it, God ah, damn it, how? If you recall from I, two episodes ago, I just hate being uh, wrong. Uh, I don't know if I yes. hate being wrong more than I hate you being right. <laughs> like, like one of your fucking conspiracy theories being right i'm like god i mean damn. one of your movie poop shoot conspiracy yes theories i i mean it's turned out to be fucking right and it's i wasn't right as much as someone else was right and i just i just got roped into it which is totally fine but uh in uh, two episodes ago we talked about a screenshot that we had seen on the twitter space um that looked to be like a you know a scene sketch a poorly done scene sketch from uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness yeah it looked um, straight robot chicken is what it looked like of some of some uh some cheesy looking ultron droids and a handcuffed doctor strange being presented to a uh professor x and someone else um and we discussed it and you know Andy was all like Nah, but this looks like shite. This is this ain't it for me. This is this ain't. Yeah, it's like it's like a bad cartoon. It looked like robot chicken. It looked like robot yeah. chicken. Is what it looked like. <laughs> it looks like they they staged the scene 
with G.I. Joe dolls that they made look like like Marvel characters. Uh, uh, Patrick was all like, you know, well, anything can happen in a multiverse movie. You know, we've been talking about, we've been hearing about Illuminati. So, like, you know. Yeah, so then Patrick Stewart's voice is in the fucking thing, and then they got the, yeah. Almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's Patrick Stewart's voice. Uh, then there's uh, a Baron Mordo. Yeah. Um, who has uh, made some suggestions that uh, Doctor Strange has committed some crimes uh, against reality. Yep. Uh, then he is being, uh, then you see some cuffs, uh, some, uh, you know, robot cuffs uh, cuffing up Doctor Strange. And then he is being led down by some Ultron bots yeah. to some sort of a weird looking throne room. Like a chamber. Which a, yeah. Which is apparently where the Illuminati hung out. Now, from from all the comics I've ever read, uh, the Illuminati hang out and like they they show up in the ruins of stuff that they don't have like a formal place to hang out. They just kind of, you know, pop in. But apparently, this not in this multiverse. They have a fancy room. Right. Yeah. It's very. It's all. Got, it's all white marble. The the Illuminati in this multiverse is hanging out at the uh, the Parthenon in its prime. Right. Yeah. They they time travel back to the Parthenon so they can meet. So they can have a secret meeting. Um, so, amongst all the amongst all the wild stuff in this commercial, this uh, this trailer, uh, the most interesting part is obviously going to be the Illuminati. There, there are people sitting in chairs. Yeah, I've when heard, Doctor Strange is being brought in, I've heard who those people could be. I don't know if you've heard. Right. right so we definitely hear Pat, uh, Sir Patrick Stewart's voice. Right. So. We know that yep. that Charles Xavier is definitely there. We know that. Put some respect on his name. Yeah, for sure. He's knighted by the Queen. Um, uh, we know that Baron Mordo is definitely in the movie, right? Um, so I also heard that uh, who is that? Michael Fassbender, young Magneto, right? I heard that it's interesting. I heard that it's uh, old uh, Professor X, young Magneto, Baron Mordo, um, and Eric Bana. Oh, yeah. No, this is not what I've heard at all. This is going to be great. We've got competing views on this. I love it. Yeah. Um, the uh, the chatter that I've heard is, so obviously, obviously Professor X and Baron Morta, who is most likely this multiverse's Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Um, the, the belief is that there is a, a Black Panther possibly a killmonger black panther now um one of the things to keep in mind is the that illuminati yes was he ever... uh, black panther he was sure. there was a version of the illuminati that the black panther was part of once they tried to elevate black panther um in the early aughts okay um he 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 landed in a version of the illuminati it's not the original version but it's a version um so there's a thought that because there's a thought that they may do some kind of multiversey stuff like they do in what if and so there the possibility exists it's a, a an eric killmonger version of black panther okay um and then there's also uh the distant belief that there is a captain carter uh, i also i did hear uh captain carter as well so that was the other one along with eric banna um, if you if you if you take a good hard look at the one of the movie posters that's available, you can see her shield in one of the fragments of mirror or glass. Yeah, yeah. In the picture. Now there's also um, so that's, there's also a story that you can see the face of Deadpool 
in one of the I would not be one, surprised at that at all. Of glass, right? Like, but yeah, why not? And they're like, no, Deadpool's not in the movie. But that's exactly <laughs> what they would want you to believe, right? If they're gonna sneak, I would fuck. Yeah, this would That'd be this fantastic. Would be the, become the greatest movie ever if, if if Deadpool winds up in there, right? It would be super double hilarious if there was a multiverse Deadpool variant that maybe just immediately dies. Like he's, he he shows up, he has a one-liner, and then he dies. Yeah. That would be hilarious. Right, right. I'd be totally fine with that. It'd be great. Um, I've also heard that there is talk that um, there may be a John Krasinski Reed Richards oh, in I, this I, movie. I heard I heard something about Reed Richards as well. Reed Richards may they, be part of the Illuminati as well. Yeah, he's a, he is an original member of the Illuminati. Um, there has been long, long, long-winded rumors about John Krasinski and also Emily Blunt both being uh, in the Fantastic Four yeah. uh, as Reed Richards and um, Invisible Girl. Yep. Um, woman, so Invisible Woman. Invisible Woman. Thank invisible you. Lady. Invisible Lady. Invisible Woman. All right. In, in 1963, it was Invisible Girl. She then became a woman. As she grew. Well, it's 40 years later, she became a woman. What do you want to say? I don't know. That's how growth works. I don't know. Um, I don't don't think your math works out there, bud. 63 to 22? I don't think that's 40 years. No, no. Uh, You said, yeah, you said 20 something. I just went with 20. I was like, let's just stop there. 40 years is long enough. Um, But yeah, so there may be a John Krasinski. We don't know. um, But that's kind of where we're at right now is is what it's going to look like. Um, Like I said, there's they've got a lot of play here because it's a multiverse movie. So they can they can they can mess around. There won't be a Dr. Voodoo, but uh, Brother Voodoo. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Do about it. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. You're going to have to wait until, like, Phase 7 for, like, Doctor Strange 4 nah, or something. Nah. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm just going to I'm just gonna keep on waiting for DCU to make Peacemaker Season 2. I'm going to do this Ooh, what do you right now. Have a little elephant beers? It's a little elephant beer. Can't do wrong. What is it? This is the, uh, this is the Delirium Nocturnum. Little uh, little Belgian, little Belgian ale, little eight point five Belgian ale. Delirium nocturnum. So we'll see how that is. You know, if I can, if I can have a beer, if I can have a beer uh-huh. while we do the show, why not have a strong beer? Good. I was gonna do um, a Murphy's Irish Stout in one of the little, uh, in one of the cans with the little nitro floater thing. Right, right, right. But we drank a case of those yesterday watching um, Scottish Premier League leaders Celtic uh, with the crew of, of Celtic supporters that I am now uh, a, 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 a aligned with. So it seems woefully terrible. What's that? Murphy's Irish Stout? Oh, God. Murphy's Irish Stout is gross. I mean, it's better than it's better than Guinness, I guess, right? But like, it's like it's not it's not that good. Yeah, I mean, there's actually a fun there's actually a debate to be had about which one is you know better or worse or whatever. But it's just a it's a it's a very smooth, easy stout. It's yeah, for sure, it's easy to go down. You, you know, know? I mean, it's no yeah. it's no founder's breakfast stout. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean, it's no old Rasputin. Oh no no no! You know, it's nothing like that, yeah. but. Love, totally fine. Love the old Rasputin. Yeah, see? Yeah. See? 
So, that's so a, that's I just a, had that's a Riz. That's a Russian Imperial Stout, the old Rasputin. Oh yeah, what's I mean, a stout is a stout. Mm. I mean, it's not. I mean, there's like seven. There's like levels and levels of stouts. Just yeah. there's a chart of stouts. It's almost like the political spectrum of stouts. Or you uh, know, there's all sorts of. There's lots of beers. Lots of beers. Oh, yeah. Lots of beers. Oh, isn't that the best? Yeah, no. Isn't that the best? It is. It's not no, there's lots thing. of beers. Not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. So how's your uh, how's your Belgian ale there, bud? Your delirium nocturnum, nocturnal emission. Not bad. The nocturnal emissions of the elephant, the pink elephant. Uh, it's not too bad. Um, it... What is that? Is that kind of like a weird farmhouse? Yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of has that... It's. I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what style that, of Belgian that, ale that it is. Slight, if it's like a slight funk that a Belgian has, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a. I'm it's, not a fan. No, uh, no. I agree. I agree. If it was like a. What's, your, was like, what, like, what's your gut? One to ten. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. What? One sip. One to ten. Yeah. One sip. One to ten. Oh man, it's like a. It's like a. Three and a half. Oof. Man, the funk is that 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 funk is too. I don't I don't do wheat beers. I don't do yeah. farmhouse ales. No. I don't do any of that stuff. No. There are Belgian ales that are great to drink. Yeah, I'm not I mean, gonna see, lie. There are. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of like uh, saisons or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. That 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 whole. Uh, I mean, I'm just not in on the funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I and I, I music, when I pick this up, I. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the way. Gotta get that motherfucking funk. All the way. One of the guys was like, one of the guys, we were talking uh, Sunday, and he was like, hey, you know, we got to talking about Afrobeat because we were we were kind of kicking around different music, and he's like, yeah, yeah, can you um can you point me in the direction of some Afrobeat? I was like, oh yeah, buddy, I'm your guy. Like, don't worry, I'll 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 set you up. Don't worry. Yeah, I just didn't know what uh, I didn't know what the Nocturnum was when I got it because I forgot. Um, I forgot what it, what kind of Belgian ale the it was. The can's great, though. You know what I mean? Love the can. Yeah, for sure. Classic. For sure. Good Classic. Good looking can. Good looking can. But uh, the can looks better than the beer tastes. Yep. Yep. That'll, that's, ah, how well. they, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. You yep. would have been better off having a uh, Murphy's Irish Stout. <sighs> if there were any left in the house. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Ah, well. What are ah, you going to well. do? But you know what we're going to do? We're going to talk about. These comics, books, and stuff. A track players, laser discs. Ooh, laser disc. Waka, 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 waka. Little quick laser disc fact for everybody out there. Did yeah. you know that um, laser disc is the only place where you can get the original, and that's episodes four, five, six New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, the original Star Wars trilogy in HD unedited or unaltered or unspecial uh editions so if you're looking for an hd format right it's still only going to be 720p right but if you're looking for an hd widescreen format of the original trilogy trilogy you can only get it on laserdisc now there's uh there's a project i forget what it was called and we could always look into it more but they're taking those uh they're taking the laserdisc rips and, and and uploading them uh, so that you can watch, oh, watch, yeah. watch Han not shoot first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, that's a, that's probably an interesting process to rip those rip those laser discs. Yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine, right? Like, it's got to be yeah, got to be ridiculous. But 
I mean, laser discs. They were great. They're like records. If you had them. Yeah. Oh, I never had a laser disc player. They're like a CD the size. It's like a DVD the size of a record. Yeah, the vinyl. Yeah, it was a twelve inch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was great. It was great. I think. I don't know. I, I don't know if I know signings. anybody that had them. I, I know. I, I had one friend that had a laser disc player, and you know, really? you know, what we watched on it one time. I remember the only movie I think I've ever seen on laser disc is Ghostbusters. Funny you should mention that. I know. Funny you should mention I know. that. Funny that we that, <laughs> that it brings everything is it's. Uh, Fucking okay, Akuna Matana. It's the circle of it life. It all <laughs> comes together. Circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody yeah. fucking cue the music. Because so, uh, we're we going to are... talk about my favorite movie of the year. Of, of 2021 or 2022? Whenever it came out. 2021. Let's go with that. <laughs> I don't even know when it came out. Uh, okay. Yeah. We're not we're not striking while the iron is hot. So, yeah. So, one thing. Yeah. We, we're always slightly behind on this show. If you are looking for groundbreaking as soon as it fucking hits the, the shelves reviews, that is not us. We, we like the things we like and we get to them as soon as we can. we have day jobs everyone i mean there's a lot a lot of stuff going on i mean at the best of times i never really liked going to like i was never like an opening night movie kind of go see kind of guy opening day if i could get in early before everybody else gets there i was okay and and this is pre-pandemic right like like right. I, I remember for all the Marvel movies, like Sweet Lou, me, myself, Nick, like they'd always get tickets and I'd always go. The Star Wars movies the same, you know what I mean? Right. But like right. I, I remember, I was like, oh my god, there's so many people and I feel so. You're jammed in. Uh, oh I yeah. Just, I just just being you know part of of the masses is, is just difficult for me. Um, and so now it's like I'm I don't even want to go to the the morning shows, you know what I mean? But like. Yeah. But with you know things normalizing, you know maybe I'll maybe I will I will go back once again to like a nice matinee. I love a good matinee at a theater, and I I'll go see early movies if it's early during the day. A matinee or a, a Tuesday night half price. Mm. That's where it's at. What I like about Tuesday nights is uh uh at movie tavern when they do the throwback movies. You know what I mean? Like oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah those are always great. Yeah. I'm always in. Say so we. Know, I wish we had a movie tavern out here. We don't have a. We don't. I don't think we have a movie tavern out in the Berg. So it's kind of, it's kind of disappointing. No Wawa, no movie tavern. Yeah, that's tough, dude. I all I have is sheets and just like regular, AE theaters or whatever. It's just mush. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. No. But anyways. Anyways, Ghostbusters Afterlife, favorite movie of 2021. Uh, yeah. They, uh, I feel like they went in uh, real hard on the nostalgia, right? A lot, lot, a lot of member berries, a lot of member berries. Uh, There's uh, a lot of nostalgia bucks to be made. Yeah, a lot of member berries, especially after the abysmal 2016 reboot. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not yeah. a, this is not a reboot. This is a continuation of the story of the Ghostbusters. Uh, right, like so. This is technically this is Ghostbusters three. This is not a reboot, even though there are some reboot aspects to the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are are introduced. Uh, so a, a couple of a uh, couple of things. Uh, Ivan Reitman uh, just passed away, right? 
Oh yeah, I forgot about that. We we're gonna talk about that. Seventy-five-year-old yeah. uh, uh, Ivan Reitman finally, not finally, but he sadly passed away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. Rips. Yep, rips. He was the uh, director of um, the original Ghostbusters, along with many, many, many other great movies. Yeah, I mean, we could, I could do a, a total hour just talking about Ivan Reitman. Yeah, I mean, a hugely influential, uh, influential director and producer. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, it, uh, this movie was directed by his son, Jason Reitman. Uh, and I, I do believe Ivan Reitman had some, uh, you know, like, let's just say uh, uh, words of wisdom or advice or things like that, you know. Uh, and I feel like pacing, uh, cinematography, things like that, they, they all fall right into that sort of Ivan Reitman's style of directing, right? Okay. Um, so some of the jokes seem kind of forced, right? So like, uh, so I think, so first of all, let's uh, let's get this out of the way. Uh, Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, is my favorite movie of all time. Over everything else, I love the Ghostbusters. Is my favorite movie, <laughs> right? So when I was a kid, when that movie first came out, I went and saw it. I shit you not, I don't go to the theater at all now. But back in the day when movies were like four bucks and mom and dad would take you, right, respectively, I went and saw that movie in the theater seven times as a kid, <laughs> right? So Ghostbusters is hands down my favorite movie of all times. Ghostbusters 2, not so much, but I still fucking love Ghostbusters 2. It's not my favorite movie of all time. It's not better than the original Ghostbusters. I fucking love it. Uh, so... My opinion of Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be jaded <laughs> slightly because super jaded, not super, slightly jaded by the fact that Ghostbusters is uh, objectively the greatest movie ever made. Oh, right? oh my god! There's no better movie, right? Like what you like, you got Citizen Kane, right? And then you got Ghostbusters, right? You, you, got, you got Casablanca, God, and then you got Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. All, all day, every day. 100%. Gandhi, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Uh, he wins every time. It, there's no movie that beats Ghostbusters. right? There are some movies that come close. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Those movies come close. All right. But they still could not topple. The king of all kings, which is Ghostbusters. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And this movie hits a lot of member berries, a lot of nostalgia points off of the original Ghostbusters with some shot by shot. uh, uh, I mean, comparisons, right? Like there, there, there are times where no doubt the movie gets Force Awakens-esque. Right. With, this is with, this is yeah. Is it, it was a Force Awakens or New Hope or which one was which one was the the first one? So uh, was it? Yeah. So New Hope is the, is the is the movie that Force Awakens almost scene by scene recreates. Right. So. I've, oh, I've, right, right, right. I, I, I have a I have a, yeah. I have an interesting thing an interesting take on the whole J uh, J Abrams uh, the 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 sequels right. But yeah. That's, uh, well, this has big. This has big. Uh, this is big Force Awakens vibes. To an extent, but it does so. I think with Force Awakens, right, like it was it was sort of an homage to what J.J. Abrams thought was great about Star Wars, which was the original three pictures, right, especially uh, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back, right? Like those those elements are, are completely in 
Force Awakens, but also what I think he felt was like bad in the prequels. You know what I mean? Where like, you know, what I mean, he was like, "We're, uh, you know, they went so far as to use the 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 same uh, camera and film film type that A New Hope was shot on, right? So like." The uh, Force Awakens is is it's a sh- bit much. Yeah, yeah, but it's and, and so in a lot of practical effects because they're like we're going all practical effects, right? But the the entire prequel trilogy, there's less digital effects in that than there are in uh, Force Awakens, right? But at, at the time when the prequel trilogy came out, digital effects were like the newest fucking thing in the world, right? So obviously everybody's like, well, what is all this? You know what I mean? Like C-3PO doesn't have any clothes or whatever it is, you know, right? So there was all that, right? So I, I'm going right. off on a tangent here. But <laughs> you are. Goddamn you, J.J. Abrams. You didn't fix anything. You made it worse. You made it worse. But uh, so, um, yeah. So, uh, so we open up, right? Uh, and we see... Uh, a, a, it's Cali. What? Who? Oh, this, oh, this isn't Cali. You, what, what do you start with? You start with um, what's her name? No, you start. The... You, you start with uh, you start with Harold Ramis. You start with Egon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, right. They start in the uh, in the in the old um, in the old mining shaft, right? The old mining shaft, or the or the old house. It's the, no, it's the old mining shaft. It, it starts with him driving to the old mining shaft, right? Okay. And then him basically driving away, right? And there's something. Oh, right, him. right. Something's chasing him. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and at, at this time, like the figure is completely shadowed, right? Like you, you can't see who it is, but you you have this uh, 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 um, overall sense that it's Egon, right? Like. You could kind of feel like you're like, oh man, I bet this is gonna be Egon, right? Like you you don't see it, right? You don't see his face, but just the mannerisms. He doesn't talk, right? Um, uh, and then as you're as he's speeding away from the mine, right? Um, it uh, there, there's a there's a little uh, little Easter egg in there, and then it's later deep dived into in the movie, right? But the mind is named after Shandor, and Shandor is the guy that that formed the society that built the uh the 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 apartment building that Dana lived in in the first movie the let me guess gozer worshippers never started <laughs> right so that that was that was Ivan Shandor right so the 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 mine is 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 his mine right right he's the guy that owned the town right yeah yeah pretty much right yeah. so like yeah so so there so we actually know that in the first scene, right? But it's an Easter egg that's just kind of flapping on the fence that if you're not paying attention, you probably miss, right? Right. So, like, right at that point, I was like, oh, my God, this is the greatest movie ever fucking made, right? Uh, so, basically, uh, you know, Egon has rigged some sort of super hyperbolic Ghostbuster thingy on his farm, right? He lives on this farm, and this invisible force is chasing him and he tries to capture it right but it fails right because you know of course it does um and uh so then he goes into the house right and i'm sort of you know i'm, I'm summarizing right but i'm trying to trying to keep the pace here i'm trying to keep that ghostbusters pace um and uh you know so then <laughs> you know egon knows that the the, the monster the spirit whatever you know, is going to get to him. So he kind of sits down in, in his chair. It's his last minute thing, blah, 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 blah. And just like uh, Zool takes uh, 
Dana in the first movie, Scorny Weaver, right? The, uh, the arms come up from the chair, they pin him down, boom. I'm like, I'm in. Whatever happens after this, I'm 100% in, right? It's a shot-for-shot uh, recreation of one of the greatest scenes in cinematography history, right? But again, done in, in you know, I don't think a, a clone kind of way. And that's the opening scene of Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> Next, we meet Egon's daughter. And this is where some of the story falls off for me. Yes, it yes it does. Yeah. Because yeah. I have a hard time coming to terms with Egon's a shitty dad, right? Like, there's no, like, backstory there. So all we know is, like, like she gets notification that her father, Egon uh, Spangler, uh, has died right uh he's left her the farm right and she's broke as shit right she doesn't have any money yada 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 she's got two kids uh one of them is the main kid from stranger things season four popping off soon oh finn wolfhard yeah yeah i don't know people's names he's the kid from stranger things he has the he has the he has the corniest porn name yeah finn wolfhard i don't know but that's actually pretty good that's actually pretty good like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fucking good. Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. I mean, fuck. That's a that's a Viking. I didn't know that that was that kid's name. That's that's a yeah. that's a whole different level oh, yeah. of respect I have for him. Now, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, his name does not match him at no, all. No, for sure. Like that's not at all. That's, that's a fucking character on Vikings. Like that's yeah. Fucking... I would expect his name to be Nerdy McNerdson. Yeah, right, for sure. But it's Finn Wolfhard. So. But it's Finn Wolfhard. Yeah. So he's uh he's her fifteen year old son. She's got a daughter played by somebody who I don't know, right? Again, McKenna Grace. Sure, you know the name. There it goes. I couldn't tell you the 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 daughter's name. Egon's daughter, Phoebe. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, that's her Callie. Her character name's Phoebe, right? That's Callie. Yeah, yeah. So Callie, is that the actress's name or the character's name? Uh, Callie is played by Carrie Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon. All right, that's not a Finn Wolfhard there. They she went a whole different direction with that. Not one that I'm yep. you know gonna touch there. And then uh so their own. Yeah, yeah. But uh uh little Marvel tie in Paul Rudd is also in this movie, aka Ant Man. Um I know him and love him most from the forty year old virgin. <laughs> I mean he's great in that movie. He's great in Ant Man too, but yeah. He's great in all the movies. Yeah, right, for sure. Is there a bad Paul Rudd movie? No, there's there's really not. I I I, I, say, I challenge you to think of one. You know, what I mean, I'm sure there yeah, is one. Exactly. But I don't know. Maybe wasn't he on Friends at some point? I don't I don't know. I think, that's a good I think, question. I think there was a Paul he Rudd. He might have been. There was a Paul Rudd run on Friends and that's I feel like he dated Phoebe or yeah, something. I feel like I feel like he did and that's probably the that's the bottom yeah. of the barrel for him, right? Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh Yeah. I, I gotta say, this this part here is the biggest like this is the biggest plot hole for me. Um, it makes it really hard for me. I mean, th- thankfully, as we get towards the end of the movie, we get into like a lot of the, the why, right? Which, a lot of the shot for shot stuff that I care about, and then the end that kind of you know makes me all warm and fuzzy, and yeah, you know, it makes sure. me all happy about it. But this part is just like I just don't get it. Um, you don't, you know the. You don't. They never reference her mother. No, we don't know what happened. We don't, we don't know, know who that no, is. We don't know who her mother is. We don't know what happened in the marriage. All we know is that Egon basically abandoned the family. We don't know what happened after that, right? Later, we find out that he's abandoned the family to to take care of some you know supernatural paranormal shit that only Egon Egon's trying to save the world, right? Um, 
he tried looping in Ray, but I guess Ray's was mad or Ray was kind of a dick. Yeah, Ray was kind of a dick. I think I think it was something like Egon was almost like, oh, I remember what it was. Like nobody would listen to him about what was happening in this small town and wherever the fuck it was. And so one day Egon went to Ghostbusters headquarters and stole all the stole shit. all the proton packs, all the proton packs, all the traps, everything. Right. And um, yeah, as as uh, as as um as as Ray says in the phone call with Phoebe later on that you know like when when ghosting kind of dried up, yeah, they didn't know where to go with things, and then this is where they had all their disagreements and stuff. Yeah, and, and, and then, then Egon stole everything. Egon left. Yeah, yeah, and and Ray was like, he can go to hell. So you yeah. know, I, I know we're skipping a lot, right? But like, so Phoebe is is the daughter, right? And she is very much into science, very smart girl. You know what I mean? Like, has Egon's hair and and glasses, glasses and which is, you know, everything. Like, I mean, which is which is a bit much, right? But it's it's cute and it's fine. You know, it's 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 not an issue. Uh, she uh, starts new school, so they move to this town, right? Because they're broke, they're about to be evicted from their from their uh, apartment, right? And um, so they've just inherited this farm. It's called the Dirt Farm, right? And it's fucking creepy and apocalyptic as shit, right? Like everybody's like. Oh, you're living on the dirt farm, right? Yeah, because uh, basically... Oh, you're the dirt farmer's daughter. Yeah, right. And so Egon being Egon living in a small town was not the most popular dude in the world right there, right? Because he's, he's very, he's, I would assume, was very much Egon, right? Uh, you know, very smart, very uh, distancing from the locals, you know? He was, he was only popular with the hardware store owner. Yes, yes. He was like, that guy bought a lot of shit. Yeah, <laughs> and he had this big creepy barn with uh, dirt written on the side. So, um, so Phoebe is basically, uh, uh, you know, there in science class, and that's when we meet her new science teacher, Paul Rudd, right? Who is actually a seismologist because there's crazy earthquakes going on in this small town in like fucking Idaho or whatever uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. It's a flyover state for sure, right? Yeah. yeah. But it is but it is um it is totally plausible that they would have all these earthquakes cuz Oklahoma uh once fracking picked up in Oklahoma, the amount of earthquakes that they were having was astronomical. Yeah, like, right. So that's like one of the reasons why he's also like like uh studying this area as a seismologist because there's no natural fault lines in the area, right? So right, he's, he's right. trying to figure out like why are there all these giant earthquakes? Is it something to do with fracking? Is it blah, blah, blah. So he's not really interested in being a science teacher. So he just basically throws on retro horror movies on VHS, right? He's like, here, all right, kids, watch. Uh, was it summer school? Uh, no, it wasn't summer school, but the town was like Somerville. But I think that was regular school. Like, I don't think it was summer school. God, that's depressing. Yeah. Right, so he was just like throwing on child's play, well, like so he could do his science work. And she's not interested in that, so she basically goes and... You know, he, she's like, "Oh, you're you're mapping this," and she impresses him with his with with her sciences. Science. <laughs> yeah, he, she's like, he's like, but you're just a little girl, and she's like, "Yeah, but I'm smart." And he's like, "Where did you study?" And she's like, "Nowhere." And um, so you know, again, whatever. I thought it was cute. I don't have a problem with it. Fuck you all. She's smart. Shut up. She's an eight year old genius. Shut, She's an eight year old science I genius. Care. I don't care. It's good. It's good. Suspend. I don't care. Yeah. Suspend. Yeah, suspend belief, motherfucker. Right? The fucking <laughs> goddamn Professor X can fucking do whatever. This girl's smart. So, 
just before this, we get podcast. We get no, 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 not yet. That, not the best part. Not the best part of the movie. Um, just before, is not the best part of the movie. But yeah. Ah, oh, come on. He's a, he's he's, by, he's, he's one he's, of the best characters. Uh, it's very very forced, but very good. Yes, yes. But they need that force. She needs. They need some sort of. Uh, all the relationships in here are forced. Yeah, yeah. She's he's the, so, he's the forced Ray to her Egon, or the forced yeah. Peter. Yeah, you know I mean like. Um, but before this, they're you know, they're at the dirt farm, and they're just going through the house trying to figure out what's going on. Oh, and yeah, and Janine and Janine shows up. About Janine, yeah. The only person that I thought that would be a plausible uh, wife to Egon and mother of Egon's kids is not. Yeah, but she, but was, also, she was with uh, she was with Rick Moranis. So did she end up with Rick Moranis? Yeah, and Ghostbusters too. They were definitely like. Yeah, you know, uh, all like right. They were definitely fooling around on Dana's couch when That's... when uh, when uh, she was babysitting Oscar. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But then also, uh, one thing I, I wanted to check with you on because you would know um, is she uh, is she or is she not the only character who appears in all four movies? Uh, does Janine appear in the 2016 reboot as Janine? I thought that she, because Chris, Hel- I don't know Chris if she appeared as... plays the Janine character in the, the, the reboot. Yeah, that's that. Let me, let me check with that. But I could have sworn, I could have sworn that she was, she was in that. Yeah, for sure. But so was, uh, so was Bill Murray. But not yeah. not as Peter Venkman. He was a different character, and I think she was just listed as desk clerk. Yeah, and I don't think she was Janine, right? Because because Thor no. because Thor is the, because Thor is the new Janine, and uh, and and instead of 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 her being in love, uh, instead of Thor being in love with with you know one of the the girls, they went with you know Melissa McCarthy being you know like. Uh, whatever Melissa. yeah okay yeah. you're right yeah they mean i mean they so there were there were actually a number of people i feel I like mean, that's every melissa mccarthy role i feel like i did a really good job <laughs> <laughs> but also um bill murray dan Aykroyd, ernie hudson sigourney weaver they were all in that movie uh in, um, in, the, so. in the reboot yeah they were all in the reboot as just various other characters. other characters none of them yes. none of them played they were totally rebooted characters, which is probably another reason why everybody hates this is that they brought back everybody and they brought them in as just weird, you know, rebooted characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill Murray just wore generic. some sort of like weird white suit. He looked like fucking, um, uh, he had like a pencil mustache. It was fucking weird. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Dan Ackard was a cabbie. Yeah. Right. Just a cabbie. Yeah. So anyway. All right. All right. So we meet Janine, right? And, you know, and, yeah, the what's her face? Callie's like, Oh, but what about like all, all his money? And she's like, he didn't have any money. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, Egon? No, there's no money. This house is it, right? Like, there, there, there is no estate. There is no money. There's this house. There's debt and bills and debt. That's all. That's all there is, right? So, uh, when faced with the uh, fact that they're getting evicted from their their house and all they have from this is a is is a farm. That they probably would not be able to sell quickly or for that much money. Uh, she decides that they're going to live there, and the kids start going to school. Um, Finn Wolfhard, uh, he uh, he meets a girl at the local burger shop. You know, he's smitten immediately. Yeah, he's smitten with her. 
whatever. His character is of less importance, right? Uh, except for that he discovers in the dirt barn, he discovers an old car. He discovered... Oh, not just any old car. Ecto-1, and it's fucking great. And he, like, he's working on Ecto-1 and getting it fixed. And so, um, again, just trying to hit the fast-forward button a little bit here. Um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Phoebe uh, meets her, her new best friend, Podcast. Why is he called Podcast? Because he has a podcast, of course, right? And he's got some jokes, but they're 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 a cute little friend duo, right? He's got a podcast about the weird and the unexplained and 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 the paranormal and the creepy and stuff like that, right? And I forget he's a kid that he's a kid that doesn't fit in, just like she is. Yes. So they fit in together, which is fine. Yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it for sure. And, I totally appreciate that. Yeah. And so then that happens and yada, yada, yada. And so as Phoebe is um, going around the house, she's no- noticing things are, are getting out of place. Yada, yada, yada. Things are, things are, maybe there's a ghost and there is a ghost. And she starts playing chess with the ghost. And the ghost is, is that of her grandfather, Egon, who is basically trying to show her what he what he has going on what's what's happening right because he sees that she i'm assuming this is not stated right there's no there's no dialogue spoken by the ghost right but he he sees that she's somewhat brilliant right and 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 is his best chance right yeah he just he just eggs her on paranormally mm-hmm. like he 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 appears as later as a desk lamp yes yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> And uh, so, uh, um, right. So basically, uh, so that they, she's going through all the stuff. She finds his secret, like you know, uh, all-out shelter or whatever. You know what I mean? His uh, his bat cave. Yeah, right. Exactly. She finds a trap. She finds some proton packs. The ghost walks her through, like you know, kind of like by like pointing at stuff, and not by pointing at stuff, but like a lamp will move or something, and like you know how to fix the proton pack, how to repair it. Yeah, let me show you where the screwdriver you need to fix this proton pack is. Yeah, right, exactly. You know, yeah. and so and then like she winds up bringing in one of the ghost traps to school, right? And Paul Rudd's like, "Oh wow, this is one of the most awesome replicas I've ever seen." And they're like, "Replica of what?" And he's like, "How do you how do you not know?" <laughs> Right. So in the collective consciousness, right, like in 1984, the Ghostbusters kicked so much Ghostbusting ass that they basically eliminated all paranormal stuff. So by the time that it's 2021, people have forgotten about ghosts. But he pulls up the YouTube videos of the Ghostbusters and and, the commercials. Yeah, yeah, which is which is great. Right. Classic. Mm -hmm. And so basically Phoebe is is realizing um, that. That Egon is is trying to, uh, um, he's onto something. Onto something, right? And at some point, uh, Finn Wolfhard, whose name I will never forget uh, now, right? Like he uh, he he goes on a date or whatever with uh, with that girl and some of the kids around school, and they go to the old abandoned mine shaft, right? The uh, the Igor Shandor construction company, right? Which is great, so good. And they find like sort of all these creepy buildings, and you're like they there's sort of like an old like things it's like are, an old shaft it's an old shaft right but then there's a part of it right like uh, i i think they get to it later right but it looks like an old temple right but they basically hear like all these weird noises and all this shit 
and you know they can feel like the earthquakes right and it seems like it's all coming from this old abandoned mine shaft this old closed off mine shaft and they try to take this elevator down there but then this big explosion happens and it's like a ghost explosion from the first movie right so like big tower of of light comes up and these things they're like well that's crazy right but they're kids they don't know right but so uh but that leads to phoebe out in the field right she's got a proton pack she's doing the test right which is a throwback oh, yeah. which is a throwback to the first ghostbusting scene in the hotel where he's like i just occurs to me we've never had a chance to fully test this equipment <laughs> myself so do i <laughs> no sense worrying about it now why worry each of us is carrying an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on its back yep. well switch me on then he switches on and buzzes and they move right so it's it's very it's very similar to that right and then she's like trying to blast milk bottles and flying all over right but again less cartoony and she's like a 10 year old 11 year old girl less cartoony than melissa mccarthy being fire hosed like uhf fire hosed around by the by the proton pack right which certainly explains why everybody that appeared in the reboot didn't want to have their names besmirched. And that's why they just played like cabbie or uncle or yeah. desk clerk. Desk clerk. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. So basically, right. Uh, so then they, they, I think they hear some noises, right? Like some growling or screaming or something like that. And they, they go into the, the abandoned factory, right? Cause it's a rust bucket town, right? Like basically, Old farms, old factories, right? Uh, they go in, and uh, she uses uh, the PK meter, right, to, to track a ghost, um, right? And uh, we're we're introduced to this movie's uh, Slimer. Basically, it's a a a, a free floating, uh, a fully manifested vapor. Uh, I believe his name is Riveter, right? Because he loves to eat metal. He loves to eat metal, and then he spits, like, the rivets at you, right? So they, then they get into a, a huge firefight with a Riveter, which is great, right? And uh, uh, so he's flying around fucking uh, whatever, and that's... I can't remember. How do they meet up with Finn? Well, that's when... So they're... After he gets away, they come outside, and at some point, Finn come. Finn pulls up in Ecto, the car. In Ecto one, yeah. Yeah, like like he's just a fifteen year old, like a gangly armed fifteen year old who somehow knows how to mechanic cars. Yeah. yeah. And he is he is he is put this car back together in working condition, and he pulls up. They jump in. They start tracking um, Riveter. Yeah. Into town. Yep. And so then they're they're in Ecto One. They're chasing him, right? And um, uh, basically, um, uh, Ecto One Egon or whomever has made some upgrades to the Ecto One. Now the seat flies. It, so there's a gunner seat, basically. Yeah. yeah, which was pretty cool. And I think I can't remember. I can't remember, but that may have been an homage. The actual real Ghostbusters cartoon show that may have that maybe I I never got into the show all that much. I do remember it. I did watch some some of the episodes of the real Ghostbusters, um, but uh, I, I that may have been something that Ecto did uh, in the show, right? Um, but it, it was pretty cool, right? So now they're chasing this this uh, this ghost through the streets. It's a fifteen year old kid driving a eleven year old kid in a gunner seat. 
right with with a proton pack and they're just they're fucking <laughs> obliterating this town they're obliterating this town right <laughs> unbelievable it's so hilarious uh. that they're just fucking i mean they're literally destroying this entire town um so and then uh and then podcast comes up with the idea of putting uh one of the traps on basically like an rc car right and and um Basically, Riveter's making a, a run for it, right, back to the mine, right? So um, uh, they, they they catch him, right? Like, before he, before he gets to the bridge, right? Barely. They barely catch him, right? But they, but they do get him. And uh, I can't remember. Did Paul Rudd get in on the chase at some point? I, I can't remember. Uh, I don't think he got in on the chase. He was just there. He was there when they... Did they not release? They re, they released him from the trap. Oh, he was yeah, there yeah, when they yeah, released, when him, they from released the him from the trap. Yeah, yep. yeah, but he wasn't there after. I think he was probably hanging out with their mom or something. Yeah, he goes on a date with their mom, right? So the kids wind up getting arrested, right? For, for, for tearing up the town. Tearing up the town with, with a nuclear proton pack, right? Yeah. And so they get bailed out and, uh, you know, like, whatever. Um, again, we'll fast forward a little bit. They, uh, they determine that what Egon has been trying to prevent is inside this old mine shaft is this temple, right? And, and Igor Shandor, again, was a Gozer worshiper, and they see that these numbers are a calendar, and they represent basically every time that Gozer the Gozerian has come back to Earth, right? And they see that the next chronological time is the last one was 1984, and this next one is going to be 2021, right? So, and that's the yeah, that's their year. They also they also see the contraptions that Egon had built with the proton packs to help keep everything at bay yes. from coming out. Like you see, they they kind of bubble up periodically, and it triggers all of these uh, proton packs to go off and just kind of like keep force them back down, yeah. which was pretty which cool. Which was pretty cool, yeah. So there's basically this well. Of of just evil and and maleficent uh, spirits, right? And and when they start to climb up too high, there's an alarm system, and the proton packs fire and force everything back down. Uh, so it's it, it's a pretty cool and elaborate thing. Uh, and then podcast discovers the the perfectly maintained uh, and and aromatically sealed body of Igor Shandor, much like uh, Lenin, right? Like in a glass coffin, right? Uh, but like. Ooh, creepy creeps, right? Um, so. Yeah, where's where's uh, who was Igor? Sh- I- Igor Shandor was. Um, oh man, what's that guy? Uh, oh yeah, he was the voice. Yeah, w- the voice of um, what's his name? You know his I name? Don't know his name, right? It's the voice of Invincible and the J. Jonah Jameson. I I love that guy. He's in the insurance commercial. I can't remember his name. Right, but I yeah I can't remember his name, but he is awesome, right? Uh, what is his name? It's gonna kill me now. I know. Yeah, he, he plays J. Jonah Jameson in in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Yeah, I can't believe yeah. they don't even. I can't believe they don't show this in the. Uh, I mean, uh, what is it? Um, Rotten Tomatoes. They don't show it in the cast and crew, even though he clearly has a part. Yeah, it is a bit part, right? You know, whatever. Um, I mean, to an extent. So uh, I can't remember exactly how because I I think I'd seen this a little before you had, right? But yep. Because the uh, the the proton pack trap doesn't get torn down until after Zool and Vince Clartho 
are freed, right? Yeah. So, so at some point, and this is the this is where we're probably a little bit lost on the timing. Is at some point, I think it's the I think it's whatever gets free from the well when the kids are there goes to town to the Walmart. Yes. Yes. That's that. And, that's Vince Clartha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So the the two dog spirits uh, from uh, uh, Ghostbusters are uh, Zool, the gatekeeper, right? And and Vince Vince Clartho, the keymaster of Gozer, right? So that, that was Rick Rick Moranis was possessed by Vince Vince. Clartho. I am the keymaster. I am the gatekeeper. So it's Zool is the gatekeeper, and Vince Vince Clartho is the keymaster of, Z- of Gozer. Uh, so the key master gets uh, freed, right? And uh, there's there's some adorable mini Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Oh, yeah, they're so awesome. Yeah, they're they're really great. They're really great. Unlike those little penguin things in Star Wars: Force Awakens, mini yeah, no. mini Marshmallow Man fire, right? Uh, yeah, they're super hilarious. They're super cute. Super destructive. Uh, right. So uh, Paul Rudd is like, "What the fuck is going on?" He's at Walmart trying to buy some shit. You know what I mean? Ice cream. Yeah, he's good. Trying cream. to get some ice yeah, cream. Trying to get his ice cream on. Trying to get a little dessert, right? Uh, and then uh, again, there's a very similar shot by shot scene of Paul Rudd fleeing from uh, uh, Vince Clartho uh, in, in its demonic dog form, uh, the same way that Rick Moranis sort of bursts out of his apartment in the original Ghostbusters, right? So uh, I uh, I don't know if if he's in a similar manner, what whatever. Um, He's possessed, he's possessed somehow. He's possessed. Right? Let's say that. Yep. And so the next thing we see is is a very animalistic Paul Rudd right back at the well, uh, destroying the proton packs that are keeping the 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 evil at bay, if you will. Mm-hmm. Right. So all hell has officially broken loose, both literally, literally and figuratively. Right. Proton pack defenses are down. The demons come out. Igor Shandor returns to life, and we are faced with Gozer. No. Because Gozer the Gozerian can't return. Again, it's been a while since I've sat down and watched this. Gozer, <laughs> Gozer can't return until uh, uh, the Keymaster key and, and the Gatekeeper procreate, right? Or whatever, right? So, uh, at, at, so then Zool is released. Zool possesses Callie, right? Yep. And yep. there was already, like I said, Paul Rudd and Kelly were on a date. So there was already some natural attraction there or whatever. So they wind up meeting on a mountain, do the deed or whatever. It's it's sealed. Gozer has returned, right? <laughs> and Gozer, uh, who at first, you know, while I'm watching this movie, I'm like, oh, that looks so much like Olivia Wilde. I don't understand. That. That's crazy. And then, like later on, I found out it wasn't. It wasn't just Olivia Wilde. It was. It was Olivia Wilde and also someone else. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That it was two people that were playing uh, Gozer, I, and I don't. I don't know. I don't know how or when, but yeah, I, I don't know. E- I don't know either. But they did a really good job on making Gozer look like Gozer, right? She looks yeah very very good. Again, the special effects were great, right? Like, not overdone. Uh, not cheesy again. The shots were good. Uh, so, Gozer comes back. Igor Shandor comes out of his coffin. He's like, thankfully, Master, you've returned. We're here to rule the world with you together. Me and you, side by side. And she, so, Gozer just grabs him by the head and literally rips him in half. 
It's, and that's the greatest thing ever, right? Like, that's exactly what Gozer would do, right? She's just like, like, nah, that's not so good. Happen. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Gozer has returned, and uh, the kids uh, go to the temple, right? To try to, of course. After they break out of, after they break after out of they jail. break out of jail, right? Because that's what you do when you're 15 and 11. You break out of jail. You break out of jail. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's good. Good thing that the 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 teenage girl that Finn Wolfhard's been uh, making games for is also the daughter of the sheriff, right? So convenient storytelling. Uh, but still, whatever. Love it. Shut up. It works, right? They're getting out of jail. Okay. <laughs> And so they get out of jail. They have this plan to go distract Gozer and basically save their mom, right? And also the nice teacher, Paul Rudd, right? Kind of an afterthought, but really mom, and I don't blame them. You know what I mean? It's their mom. Makes sense. All right, so they go. They do that jazz, right? Uh, That, of course, fails terribly, right? And... um, that's when uh, Phoebe realizes that the house, the farm, isn't just a farm. It's a giant trap. Everything, or did she realize that before that? I don't know. Yeah, that's a t- that's tough because I know she was in the base. She was in the in the we'll call it the basement. Um, yeah. You know, working on the proton pack, and so I don't remember if that was when she sees like at some point they see like a a scale model of the property. Right, and that's when she realizes and all the traps. Oh, this is a giant trap. The property itself is a giant ghost trap. It's a giant trap. Yeah, and it's powered by this uh this big proton thing over in the distance, right? Whatever. Uh like we said Phoebe uh when when she realizes she uses her one call in jail to call Ray's occult bookstore. Right? And which point Ray's like, you know, I well, then, so so does she call Ray's a cult, or does she call does she call the Ghostbusters number that she sees in the commercial that she's watching on the computer, yes, and that goes to Ray's a cult? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's like it's like a special phone. Yeah, right. It looks like a it's like the red special phone. And I think I can't remember right, but because again, it's been a while. But I think in Ghostbusters two, it's the same. I, I think it was the same phone, which is the same phone from Ghostbusters. That was the original phone that Janine was answering was the red hotline, right? Right. I think in in I think in the second movie, Raise a Cult Bookstore had that same phone, right? Uh, so it it would make sense. But whatever, Raise like Egon's a bastard. He stole all our stuff. Yada yada yada. I would suggest you get far away from anything he does or ghosts or, and you know she's like he's my granddad blah 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 he's smart stuff's happening yeah stuff's happening like yeah whatever so uh nothing really comes of that right but you know phoebe's like we're in it alone me and finn wolfhard we're gonna take down gozer right and and podcast and podcast like don't and my and maybe and maybe finn wolfhard's girlfriend yeah, maybe like but we got it right so, uh, so yeah, so then, then they go, they try to save, uh, their mom and Paul Rudd, uh, that fails, Gozer's chasing them back to the farm, right, which they know they kind of want because they know the farm is a giant trap, right? Uh, but like everything in Ghostbusters, well, the technology is not that great, uh, things are held together by tape, bubblegum, and prayers, and the trap, just like it did for Egon, does not work, right? There's not enough power, whatever, so, uh... Uh, Gozer's there. Shit's getting real. It's basically Phoebe versus uh, 
uh, Gozer. She's got a proton back. Gozer's got really, really improved her Force Lightning game from the first movie. She had Force Lightning in the first movie too, right? But this this is much better Force Lightning. Yeah, I mean, this is like Palpatine level Force Lightning. Ghostbusters 1. She was Count Dooku, Force Lightning, Ghostbusters 3. Unlimited power. Unlimited power. power. (laughs) I I feel like in Ghostbusters 1, she was unlimited power. In Ghostbusters 3, she was Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker when he took out an entire fleet with fucking Force. Like, it's just so stupid, right? Uh, so yeah so then that happens and and she's fighting the list so then then you get a uh dragon ball z-esque power beam struggle uh between proton pack and force lightning uh and then all of a sudden you hear goes the gozarian good evening and it's ray right and it's again it's ray it's it's vankman and it's winston it's it's the three remaining Ghostbusters, and they're there to fucking save the day because Boston makes me feel good, and it's fucking it's great. And he goes through this whole thing as a duly elected representative of the city state. You know, what I mean, like you know, the same as the Ghostbusters. Uh, you know, and and Gozer asks him the question, "Are you a god?" And Ray has learned his lesson, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Yes." Well, actually, we're all gods. And so then there's there's that aspect, right? And then the fight continues and pursues. Uh, the Ghostbusters are 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 firing their proton beams. Gozer is far too tough and strong, right? Uh, Phoebe is is feeling uh, weak and powerless as she's she can't hold the proton pack anymore. And then she feels a hand. She sees a ghostly ma- manifestation hand help her hold the pack. And God fucking damn it, it is. It is Harold Ramis. I don't know. It's the ghost of Harold Ramis. I have no idea how they did it, right? Like, I've seen a ton of deep fake stuff in every Star Wars movie. When they brought Grand Moff Tarkin back. When they brought uh, Princess Leia back. When they brought Luke back, right? And, And all this stuff. None of that shit holds a candle to how fucking excellent Harold Ramis looked. Well, keep in mind, this is a kind of a ghostly apparition, so you can you only need to be so close for sure. sure. But you, but it's good. You tell me that did not look exactly like Harold Ramis. I mean, oh no, no, it was one of the things that they nailed was the hair. The hair looked great and moved fucking naturally. Yeah, I mean, like they (laughs) keep on fucking up with hair. Like remember in um. Uh, Rogue One when they brought Grand Moff Tarkin back and like his hair was a helmet. Like, it was so slicked back. Like, there was no naturalness to it, right? So, like... Right. Like, uh, yeah. So, I mean, again, fantastic. Uh, Marvel and Disney need to find out whoever did that and be like, that's how all of our, our CGI characters should look from now on. Like, okay. it was great. Uh, so then, anyways, all the Ghostbusters are united, plus Phoebe. They uh, they fire the proton packs at the giant power source. That fires up the big trap. Boom. Gozer is eliminated. Day is saved. World is saved. Bustin still makes me feel good. And uh, we get all this sort of uh, uh, resolution. Well, at some point, I think we may have, I think we may have, um, we may have skipped this. But at some point, um, Callie, Callie ends up. Yeah, Callians, and I don't know if it's, I don't don't know. Are freed, right? I can't remember how, right? But they're no longer dog spirits. Well, at some point, Callie ends up in the basement, 
uh, whatever we're calling it, the back cave. Yeah, 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 the bunker, right. And the ghost shows her the wall of of pictures oh, and yeah, newspaper yeah, clips. Yeah. And this is where she realizes that like, even though he wasn't there, he was always there. Like he was always like following her and make, you know, keeping track of her and stuff like that. It's still, there's still gaps in all of that, but still you see this and she like, you know, there's like heartstrings, you know what I mean? Yes. That he, he never a... stopped loving her. Yeah. I mean, right. Right. Like, so, right. like that's, that's, that's the, the, that's the takeaway, right. That you're getting. Yeah. It, right. Um, so yeah. And, and so then, so the, the Gozer is defeated. Everybody's alive. Everybody's happy. And everybody gets this final kind of farewell moment with Egon, uh, including, uh, uh, Phoebe and Callie, right? Like all these sort of resolution and hugs, right. And, and the, the Ghostbusters. Right. They, they, they did have they did have some words while like when when this pans back from the hand and you see that like Egon is behind her. Yes. You see like Winston look over and they're like, you know, Ray's like, I'm sorry. And we're, everybody's like, you know, yeah. and then they all do their thing, which is which is great. I mean, th this was like, you know, this was peak nostalgia tears like oh, you know sure. this is for all sure. that whole last like 10 minutes of the movie is all just like being like oh like yeah this is it this is the good stuff the last 10 minutes of the movie is a perfect fucking 10 which makes the rest of the movie a 9.5 in my book so it doesn't fucking matter right it's like it doesn't uh, it doesn't matter that last there's a shot of that last 10 minutes of the movie that's been committed to film and it's fan fucking tastic right um, listen, there are some less than ideal storytelling moments in the movie. Yeah. I mean, so here's the thing. And, and, and I think we've, we've kind of had this discussion like in the past, it's like, this is not a movie that I am looking at necessarily. Like, this is not a movie that we, we review are going to review like critically. Like we're not doing like a critical review of this movie, right? If, if we are, we're going to be looking at all kinds of weird plot holes and, you know, pacing issues and stuff like that. But that's not what this is. This is like, this is, this is fan service. This is like, you know, really, heartwarming really well nostalgia. I mean, I think, I think, yeah, it, of course it's, it's done. It's done really well. I would, uh, I, we deserve fan service. Yeah, for sure. We we are fans. We deserve to be catered to, right? Uh, I I would definitely like you know again. This is this is a movie that I would watch again, a hundred percent. Right, which is good because I own it now. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is definitely a movie that I would break out and, and watch again. Again, uh, this, this is in the nines for me because Ghostbusters is the greatest movie of all time. This is, uh, <laughs> is this better than Ghostbusters 2? In some ways, but I also fucking really love Ghostbusters 2. And if you don't like Ghostbusters 2, something's wrong with you. Right? Like, that's a fucking great movie. You're going to tell me fucking, uh, Vigo? I am Vigo? Fucking Vigo the Carpathian? <coughs> you know how many times during a week I'm like, only a Carpathian would come back today and choose New York. So, uh, I mean, yeah, Bankman's great, Ray's Ray, Winston's great, and then what's what's awesome is after after all of this, we get some clips, right? Uh, some post credit scenes. Uh, we we do. Get, we get a nice little scene of of Bankman and um, uh, Sigourney Weaver, Dana, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. They're in their home, uh, assuming that they're married or whatever. 
And Dana is giving Bankman the the test that he's giving uh, college students in the first movie, right? So like yeah. the the ESP test, right? Uh, and and he's getting every single one right. He's like, "How are you doing this? You marked the cards, didn't you?" And he's, like, "I marked the cards." And she like gives him the shock, right? Zaps, yeah, him. zaps him. He's like, "He's like, I can't believe that you used to shock." students he's like i only shocked the guys she's like zap right yeah I mean, <laughs> uh, so that's a that's a great great scene and uh then we get a scene of uh of basically uh janine and winston right and uh, winston has become a very successful hedge fund guy i don't know yeah whatever he's he's super rich and he is basically funding raise a cult he pays the rent at raise a cult bookstore right like I don't even know if Ray knows it. He's like, yeah, Ray's going to turn a profit one of these days. Don't you worry, right? But it's it's his friend. He loves him, and he's paying for the bookstore, basically. Uh, but what we see after that, right, is Winston going back to the firehouse. The original, the original firehouse. The original firehouse. To bring in, I still own it. Yeah, to bring in and park Ecto-1. Now, I don't know what happens after this, right? But Ecto-1 has returned home. And the Busters have at least busted Gozer, right, to a certain extent, right? Like, we got a Ghostbusters reunion. I feel like you get the impression that, like, Callie and family are moving into the firehouse sponsored by Winston because how could you possibly live in that old decrepit house? Yeah, for sure, but the firehouse is in, 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 Oklahoma. Is in no better shape, right? And, and, it's true. and if you remember, the neighborhood is like a demilitarized zone, right? I think this building should be condemned completely in that. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, yeah, though. No, for sure. I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, again. But I, I, again, for me, I mean, this movie is fucking, it's fantastic. It's everything that I wanted in a Ghostbusters movie and none of... And maybe that's because the 2016 was such a piece of shit. But I think even if you take the reboot out of the picture, this is a logical or at least a decent, decently logical evolution of the story. I don't like some of the stuff that they did with Egon, even though he was justified in going. He was saving all of us. He was saving the world. And because of that, his sacrifice was he had to leave his family. They could have explained that better. He could have tried to explain yeah. it better, right? I know yeah. Egon's not communicating, but like, you know, like maybe he wasn't able to explain it to the Ghostbusters, but you're telling me he couldn't explain it to his wife and his daughter, right? You're telling me that, that, that whoever married Egon wouldn't understand that he's brilliant and what he's talking about is real. Like, I'm sure there's some element of that, right? Or yeah. maybe she was a bitch. I don't know, because we don't know who it is. That part of the story could have been told a little better. And it would have made me feel comfortable with the whole thing. But again, across the board, greatest fucking movie ever made. <laughs> I thought you said the original Ghostbusters was the greatest course, movie ever made. You got to make up course. your mind, buddy. I mean, it's like, so it's like Ghostbusters. Pick one. And then it's like Afterlife and Ghostbusters 2. Like, I don't know which one's better, right? So, but they're all better than Mouthy's Falcon. So just... <laughs> so just to just to just to recap uh best movie of 2021 better than dune yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna go better with better than dune yes yeah. better than spider-man uh no way home you don't know that one yet i don't, so. I don't know that one yet i, I could right, i could right. be wrong i could be wrong all right 
All right, we gotta we gotta get that together. I I, I don't know I don't know when uh, it's gonna land on Disney Plus, but we gotta make that happen. Yeah, cause yeah, for sure. I, I thought that I, I still think that movie's really excellent. But um, yeah, um, look, uh, you know, it's it is a fun fan service movie. Um, I'm still annoyed at like plot holes, but I'm willing. You know, by the end of the movie, I'm willing to put all that aside so that I can feel nice and weepy that I get to see Egon. Um, and Herod Ramis, who's, you know, no longer with us. So like, you know, and obviously they put the band back together. Yeah. And so it's great, you know, it's great to see that the only thing that was missing is Rick Moranis. Yeah, yeah. Like we, sure. we just, sure. he, we just couldn't find a way to shoehorn, shoehorn he's, him he's, in. He's holding out for that honey. I shrunk the kids to 17 money. Yeah. I mean, he's waiting for, yeah. he's waiting for that. Right. So, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, again, this fantastic fire movie, uh, Absolutely loved it. Cinematography, great. Everything that I like in a movie, it was really good. The special effects, uh, both uh, digital and practical, were done really well. Uh, it wasn't too long, even though sort of the pacing sometimes felt like it. Like they could have. Scoach over two hours felt like way more than two hours. Yeah, it didn't feel like way more than two hours to me. You know what I mean? Um, again, well, yeah, once you hit two hours, it's like. Who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, like it didn't. I mean, again, at some points, it, it definitely, you know, like they could have sped up some of uh, Finn Wolfhard and 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 his love interest, right? Like some of that. Like even though it was essential to the story, they could have definitely just kind of gotten rid of all of Callie and Paul Rudd's relationship aspects, right? Like uh, most of that wasn't necessary. They could have gotten rid of the girlfriend. She was only a means to get them to really get them to the uh, to the mine. Yeah, to the to the mine, and then uh, everything that happened. Jail, but... Everything happened. At, they didn't get out of jail because of her. They didn't get out of jail because of her. They get out of jail. I can't remember. They got out. They got out. They got out of jail because they. Uh, how did they do it? It was podcast and Phoebe, and they and they had and Riveter. Riveter ate his oh, way through. Yeah, that's right. No, that's how they got all their stuff out of the jail. Oh, that's all they got the they stuff. Got, that's okay. How they got all the stuff out. They still got I'm out still of jail. Not... I can't remember how they got out of jail. But even right. if they got rid of the girlfriend and even if they got rid of Paul Rudd and Callie, right, you're really only shaving 20 minutes off the movie. Right. So again, right. It's, I mean, they're not doing they're not doing a great job of character building anyway. Why does it even matter? Why do I even need that 20 minutes? Right. Right. But, I don't but need again, it. it's not 20 minutes is not that big of a deal. Right. Like when you look at like how long Endgame is, right? Like yeah, I mean Endgame was like seventeen hours. Yeah, I mean Endgame's great. There's a lot in that. If you'd have gotten this, there's a lot. If you would have gotten this down, movie they could have got rid of, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? If I could have gotten this down to like an hour, if I got to get this to into an hour forty, hour forty five, I'd have been like, this is great. This is great, great. Like this is just right. Yeah. Like this is. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, but again, I don't feel like the pacing was was. That was bad, right? Like, I mean, it was it was a tad long, it was a tad slow at times. But when it when it got going, it got going, and it didn't have to take long to get there, right? Like, it, it got right. it got to the point, right? Like, so, like, yeah, again, the like, first hour, the first the first hour or so of the movie takes place over like what feels like a week, week and a half. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. The last hour of the movie takes place in what feels like two hours yeah, right you know yeah. so yeah i mean the, the pacing at times was a little too rushed and it was a little too slow but i think overall it wasn't bad it was still like a lot of times they got to the point and that's all you know what i mean like that's a, a lot of like what i'm saying with like problems in storytelling now is like just get to the fucking point right you know what i mean and um 
and yeah, that's that's that that's ninety percent of of my my yeah. I mean, like when we talk about phase forty seven, I'm like, God damn it, just fucking, just, just I don't <laughs> I don't want to watch Ghostbusters before life in order to understand what's going to happen in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now, if there was a Ghostbusters before life and it was just Harold Ramis, it was just Egon and his relationship, and it was 35 minutes, I would watch that just to understand what was going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel I, like it's so needed. Yeah, I, I do, right? Like, so that's, again, right? You know what I mean? Like, you could have took those 25 minutes that you spent uselessly on the girlfriend and on Paul Rudd and Callie going to dinner, you could have went, like, this is what happened with Egon and his wife, right? You could have spent 15 minutes on that, and the movie would have been much better, right? Again, Disney Plus miniseries. Yeah, right. Although it's not a Disney property, right? So we're not going to see it. But yes, exactly. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it HBO? I'm sorry, HBO. I don't, I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a Warner Brothers property. It's. it's but it's, where did where was I? Didn't I watch? Didn't we, where did we watch that? I thought we watched that on HBO. I thought it was Amazon. Oh, it might have been Amazon. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Uh, In that case, uh, Eve paid for that. Uh, shouts to Eve for paying for that movie. There you go. Let's go, Eve. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean that's uh that's that's uh, pretty much all the time we got for today kids. Uh and just like that. Just like that, right? Fucking Gozer's captured. Uh but thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to us to fucking uh what is this? Episode 55? Episode 55. God damn, dude. That's pretty fucking Thanks peeps. Yeah. Thanks boys. Thanks ladies. Thanks everybody. But as always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening. Uh, until next time, remember, busting makes me feel good, but it can also make you feel good, too. Just go out there and bust. Deuces. Deuces.